Comedy LOL Podcast Network. everybody welcome to this week's episode of the terrible podcast i'm gonna open the show as we do always with a quote this is an unattributed quote i found while i was looking through stuff for the bhagavad gita it's called the way of love when we love someone we want to be near them to give gifts share experiences and receive the other's love out of love we offer support during periods of illness and encouragement during challenging times we do not hurt or harm those we love Love unites us. I think this is a great quote um, for today and what we're going to be talking about today. I am, I think it definitely fits in with our summer of love theme and talking about cups and talking about, obviously they were talking about the lovers. Um, For me, listening to that, I've gotten really into having people take their, um, love language quiz um so I can figure out what their love language is and this doesn't have to be obviously in terms of like romantic love I'm talking about like even friendships and honestly for coworkers as well and so many of the love languages were mentioned in that quote so you have six different love languages and we're talking about six today oh um, and I was just like what a nice tie-in to that and to show that there's different ways of showcasing love for people yeah that's very true love comes in all different shapes, sizes. All right. So today we're talking about the number six. Super excited about it. Um, and we're going to be talking about the six of cups. And then we're, our major arcana card is the lovers, which we already did talk about. But I think it's kind of going to be kind of interesting to go back to it and see if what we say today changes um, our perspective from the first time we talked about this. Yeah, I think it'll illustrate beautifully how these cards act as more of a temperature gauge because as you change in the world and as your viewpoint changes, the way you look at the cards will change also. And even though it's only been, you know, not even two months or what? No, just about two months, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two months. Happy two months. This is our eighth episode. (laughs) So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how our views have changed and what we've learned since then. I also think it's interesting probably for me to listen to it to hear like what my perspective was in like perhaps a more positive time um, in my life. And then versus right now, I'm hopefully not going to be super negative. I doubt I will be, but um, just to hear if if for me, you know, I know what I've been going through the past couple months to see if my thoughts on the lover's card has changed. Yeah, Um, let's see if it comes out. All right. So let's jump in and let's start off talking about the six of cups. So, um, if you want to see what the Six of Cups looks like, you can check out our Instagram at Terrible2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, and the number two, or you can just Google Rider Weight Tarot Six of Cups. So I'm going to just describe this card here real quick. I have in the background, it's like a nice robin's egg blue sky. And then I've got these two... Um, it looks like it could potentially be one structure like join or two different structures, but they're kind of large, like look like an old medieval type of house. Um, in the center, you have a figure of, I, I mean, it could be a little boy um, kind of kneeling down and they're holding a, a cup and inside is a flower and they're handing it off to this little girl 
who is looks to be receiving it. The There's four cups lining the bottom of the card, and they're very similar to the one that is being kind of um, transferred. It's a cup, and inside there is a white flower growing out of it, and then some green. And then off to the left-hand side, the last cup is on kind of this pillar or this column. And then the far left, you see these little gray cobblestones, and you see what looks like an adult figure but holding like a spear or something walking away. Um, So that is our description of the card for today for the Six of Cups. So what were your initial thoughts when you looked at it? Initially, it just looks like a card of sharing. That's really what I get out of this. Just sharing, community, love, happiness, abundance. Mm -hmm. So you weren't thrown at all by the presence of the kids? No, I I think the fact that it is kids just accentuates the sharing part more of it. Because when I think about sharing, that's when you learn. And whenever you're around children, it's always about sharing. You have to share. Yep. So that's it goes more to the point with me. All right. What about you? I, the kids kind of three there? No, I mean, I just honestly, I thought more along the lines of like innocence. Um, oh, all right. Yeah. And honestly, like childhood, like I, I don't I, or uh, upbringing or like past memories. So when I look at this, I just kind of am transported back to growing up and kind of you're right, learning those skills like sharing, um, but also like playing outside with my sisters and it just brings me to more of an innocent type of time. Yeah. And I, I think could, w- I see that when definitely. I'm, when I'm looking at this, I don't feel any kind of um, romantic love at all. I just feel more of that familial love for me. Yeah. That's the same thing with me as well. It's more of a family love or a friendly love friendships. Right, and it's and it's more along the lines of being that like very innocent, pure love. Again, that's just my perspective looking at it. Um, all right, so if I'm looking at the card here, let's just start off talking about the six different cups. Um, I made sure that I pointed out that it was the same flower in all of them. Um, and again, it was just like for me, it was thinking back of like childhood memories, kind of all those positive thoughts that people have about their childhood, or just like when they reminisce. Um, and that's how I took it. Like, you know, um, you know, when someone dies, I'm so sorry, I'm like going off on a tangent here, but do you know when someone dies and they're kind of idealized in terms of, um, their, their past and the way that they were and everything that they've ever done then was amazing and great and perfect. And they were like the nicest person. And for me, that's almost what these cups represent. Not like idealizing a dead person, but like looking back kind of with rose-colored glasses on to see the positive in, in your memories. I just feel like that was so deep for me. Um, that was great. <laughs> you took my role right there. I didn't know what to do. No, I think that's a that's a great observation because oftentimes when we look on the past, that could be a problem. That could be a negative if you want to maybe look at this in a reverse light. You could also say to yourself, when you're looking back in the past, you have to be realistic. What really did happen? Was it all great times? Was it all fun? Are you reminiscing? Are you trying to get back to a time that didn't even exist? You know, maybe it wasn't all fun, but you're only remembering the good times. Could also, in a relationship too, that could be another way to look at this. I don't want to get ahead of us, but. Oh, and I was literally just about to jump in and be like, oh my God, let's talk about that. Okay. So, but we're not going to. So did you have any thoughts about the six cups? 
I, I like the way that they have the four there at the bottom, and that really represents how four is like a base. We talked about that when we talked about fours, how mm-hmm. it's a foundation, and that symbolizes that. And the way there's one up there at the top on the left and the extra one, so that, that one up there will bring you to the five, and then the sixth cup is kind of like it's that bounty, it's that extra that you got because you had the strong foundation, you went into motion, you built whatever it was, say it was like a business or or even a relationship and now you're showing you're yielding fruits and she's sharing those fruits. Mhm. Mhm. I like that. So I like right, that. I wanna... That's what I'm getting the that's the way the arrangement is. I think that's kind of Right. Her, right. Yeah. Um I you know what? I'm just looking at this and I think the next thing I want to talk about isn't necessarily an image or like a symbol. I just want to talk about the color. There is so much yellow in this card. I like it's 3 quarters of the card if not more is is yellow did you have any thoughts on that actually i think you should go with that because i know yellow is your car your color so. it is it's yeah, my power color <laughs> but see so like if i i think a lot of people are often really confused um when i say that yellow is my power color because it's not a color most people gravitate towards but if we're gonna go into my past here and again if, you know bringing up childhood memories and and you know things like that um my baby blanket, which I still have and I still keep, I mean, I don't like hold it every night or anything like that, but my baby blanket. So the first possession I honestly probably felt that I actually had possession over that was mine was yellow. So I feel like there's always that connection there for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, when I see yellow, I don't see anything like abrasive or, um, like too much. I think a lot of people are kind of very intimidated by yellow, but when I see yellow, it gives me comfort. Um, and it makes me feel, I I mean, uh, not like physically warm, but like you think about like the yellow of the sun, the warmth of the rays. I just think of that blanket. It gave me that comfort for me. It just is a a color that I feel really secure in. Well, that Um, would, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, I just want to throw this in here because the way you viewed the card was with the nostalgia with playing with your sisters and hanging mm-hmm. out. Whereas I have a totally different view because yellow for you was very familiar. And then there's yes. two, what looks like two girls in here and I only had brothers. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, you know, now that I'm talking about it out loud, maybe that is the reason why I've always kind of gravitated o- over towards yellow in terms of like liking that color so much. Um, so for me, looking at this card, I was just like, wow, it's really bright. And again, it just brought back, like, it, it made it feel more happy. Whereas, like, last week, there was not any kind of brightness at all in the card. Um, and for those of us that listened last week, I'm feeling significantly better than I was last week. So at least there's that. Um, okay, Yay. so if you're looking at the card and you see all this yellow, what do you think? Honestly, I didn't even notice it really at first. How do you um, not notice it? It's like everywhere. I know. I think I was focused more on the figures themselves themselves, and then the way the um, just the, the sharing. I guess it just shows the different ways that our brains work. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so uh, yeah, go ahead. if we're gonna if we're gonna move off from the yellow here, which I guess we can, let's talk about. <laughs> it reminds let's... me of mustard on a hot dog, and now I'm hungry. All right, you happy now? <laughs> All right, let's look at the the outfits worn by the two uh, kids. So, the, honestly, the thing I really want to point out for me is just the blue, um, and both of them seem to have like a blue dress on. And if I'm looking at it, I would 
tie in the blue to water, but also emotions. And I think that children a lot of times are always led by emotions, which is so pure, you know? Um, So that sharing is not like a manipulated action to get something in return or something. It's just like a genuine. Like an innocent. Yes. Feeling. Um, And so like an instinctual feeling kind of like you want to take care of your fellow person. Right. And it's those things are what gets, I think, unlearned as you get older. Um, And so I just made sure that I drew, because obviously I was focusing on colors. So I was like the yellow first. And then I was like, okay, the blue of the outfits for me, that's what it just kind of tied into. I also like playing off of that, how the figure on the right, she isn't reaching out. She's just standing there unexpectedly. So it's not even like the person who's giving this feels like they're obligated to give it. They're just doing it, like you said, right out of purely pure instinct or innocence. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if we want to even dissect the stance of the figure on the left, it looks like they're like kind of crouching down a little bit. And, um, you know, I've talked a little bit about what my job is outside, outside of podcasting. And, um, so I work in education and that's one of the things that you're always supposed to do when you want to try to make a child feel more comfortable with you is don't like stand over them. If you get down to their level, they're going to connect with you more. And that again, is just like, it just made it seem like this figure on the left who's handing off the cup with the flower is trying to connect with the figure on the right. Yeah. And she's doing it very humbly or the she or here is doing it very humbly as well. Can I just say, I feel like I'm back in terms of like being in a good mood and being super positive. Maybe it's just this card though, because I have like such, I felt like such a connection, like, oh my gosh, I wish I could go back to fill in the blank. And I'm like, never mind, No, I don't. Um, yeah. See, that's, that's the greatness. <laughs> We're going to pause right here and just talk about how this is one of the great things of the tarot. You had a breakthrough on the show about this, you know, cause you're like, Oh, maybe I should go back. And then like we said, no, you look back at how things really were and you're like, well, <laughs> I'm glad it happened and we had fun times, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's look at, um, this figure on the far left that looks like they're like walking away. I honestly even feel like saying that they're walking away is kind of jading potentially your perspective of what this figure is doing. I I never actually it's funny because I never really noticed that figure until you just did the description of the card. Oh, okay. How crazy is that? <laughs> so so then, I would Oh, go ahead. I'm going to say let me go first and yeah, then that's you fine. Ta- yeah, so then you can kind of if you've never really noticed it. For me, um I just again <laughs> And going back to my own past memories here, um, you know, when I would be playing outside or like, you know, playing with my my twin sister and my younger sister, like my parents weren't around. It wasn't like they were like watching over. It was kind of like a, us doing our own thing. So that's why I said I feel like I'm giving off a vibe of saying like this figure has their back turned almost like it's like I don't care about you. I have my back to you. or I'm turning my back on you. But I'm almost just saying that it gives them the freedom to play however they want to play. And they don't need to have like this watchful eye on them anymore. Yeah, I like that. It's always good to give children some freedom because I think anybody, when you crowd them or or try to control them, it just has negative benefits. And I just want to give a shout out to your mom because I've met her great woman. And I'm sure she raised you well, so I don't want her to like listen to what you said, and, and then she's going to be like, people are going to think that I was just letting you run in the street. I'm sure that's no. not what Ashley meant. And you know what? She listens every week. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> so We'll just address that right now so we don't have to next week. Yeah. We love no, you. No, I'm saying, you know, honestly. Even oh, I know. Like, I know what you meant. Yeah, but I was just trying to. 
Um, yeah, it, I just think that and a lot of times, especially when you're learning those things, like about sharing or how to, you know, interact with somebody else, there's like people that are just, you know, teachers or babysitters or anything. They're just like watching. It's like everything needs to be correct. And it's like the way that you learn is by making mistakes, you know? I think people in the society are afraid to make mistakes, make mistakes, just like I just did while saying mistake. And that's right. You have to make mistakes so you know not uh, so you know what not to do, and mm-hmm. how to proceed, and how to fix yourself, and how to better yourself. Yeah, Great and point. there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And I think that sometimes um, it's like a trying to be protective of a child or something like that by saying like I don't think that um, like. You know, I don't think that they need to learn that lesson that way. It's like, well, no, like that's how people do learn. That's how animals learn. And we are animals, right? We are animals. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm done talking about that figure. Now you talk about that figure. All right. I think something we could take away from this is what we probably get away from, which is that everybody, or we'll say adults, adults want to be able to teach children or tell children what to do. But sometimes we have to... We have to remember, going kind of like what you were saying, is we have to let children teach other children. So children that are slightly older, who's better to teach a child, a six-year-old child, than a seven or eight-year-old child who just learned how to do something, you know, like who just learned how to ride a bike or tie their shoes? Who better to show them? And if they're doing it off when no one's supervising them and telling them exactly how to do it, it's just going to be more organic. And there's such a sense of like wanting to be like someone that you admire. And I don't think you have that a lot of times when you're talking to like if I was talking to a six year old child, not saying that they're not going to be like, hi, I want to be just like her. But I think that instinctually we just kind of look up to people who are a little bit older than us. So you're right. If a seven or eight year old is saying something, that six year old is going to be so focused on it because they want to be like them. Whereas I think a lot of times if an adult is saying something, they're either not going to say it in a way the kid understands or they're going to say it and the kid just is kind of indifferent. It sounds like your cat agrees with me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in my cat. But you know what it is? It's because my cat is black and we're talking about the number six. So my cat's uh-huh. like, let's do this. He is so fired up right now. Um, okay. So I honestly didn't really have anything else to talk about. Um, I mean, we could talk about the structures in the the back. It looks to me like a house. And honestly, the one on the left looked kind of more like castle-like, but I guess it could be the same home. Um, the one on the right, that the structure on the right definitely looked more homey because it had the little chimney and everything like that. But I'm just going to say like two home-like homestead structures. Yeah. For me. I, That's I, those... I could say maybe this is trying to show us that they're coming from humble roots that they're, you know, just maybe common town folk. Whereas to the left, you have that structure that's a little bigger. So their house mm-hmm. is just a little smaller. And on the left, you also have that like paved road. Whereas on the right where they're playing is like, there's yeah. not really a whole lot growing. It just and then you go back like... to that guy who's walking. He could be like a nobleman or some kind of guard with mm-hmm. that sword. So maybe he's guarding like the, he's guarding the more expensive neighborhoods. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you have any other things you wanted to talk about for this card the in terms other, of the, 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 the way it looked? The the only thing I would say maybe, I would say the flowers. Um, the one thing I noticed is one flower is facing away. So the flower all the way to the bottom left is kind of facing down. And then mm-hmm. the other flowers look exactly like a five-star or five-sided star or pentagram. Yep. I don't know if you noticed that. So I think it and kind the, of just... Yeah. The flower pointing away doesn't look like it has five petals. Yeah. And the the five-pointed stars could is 
it's like a shout out kind of to the pentacles. So it's pentacles or the discs, mm-hmm. which is the other suit, which is the earthly suit, and it's a flower. So I think it's just symbolizing earthly abundance or um you know maybe something earned like we were talking about before how you could have started a business and now it's starting to be Mm -hmm. fruitful so that's just really what that's that's what that i think that represents i would totally agree um i had made note of the five pointed um flowers but did not point out the one that was pointing away yeah i think i just noticed that actually while we were talking about it okay so let's say this card comes up in a general reading what do you think in a general reading, I would say this is a really good card because of the abundance that it signifies mm-hmm. in the sharing. There's really not a lot of negative, not a lot of negativity to be gleaned from this. And even if it comes reversed, I would tell the person that you just have to, these are qualities that you might have to focus on. You're lacking on these qualities. You have to get back to why you want to share? Why are you giving, you know, when people give to charity, why are you giving to charity? Are you giving to charity so people see you do it? Or, you know, you want to get the the notoriety and you want to make yourself feel better because people are clapping for you? Or are you, are you the person who like donates whatever money anonymously and just doesn't want anyone to know? So I think that's really a big part of it. I, you know, what are your motivations? I... When I looked at this, see, I was going back again to um, like childhood memories. I was saying shows that um, when someone or something from your past is coming back into your life. So it doesn't have to be a person, but it could potentially be an issue you never got over or um, a, a mistake that you made or something that you did really well before. But I'd, I always, that's, I said in a general reading, I would say it's something from your past coming back. Um, which I think is sometimes really important to be able to sit back and reflect on those things and be like, okay, this is what happened before. And now I'm going to do something different. Oh yeah. See, I, and that's fun. It's funny because it goes back to the original interpretation you had of this card of the nostalgia mm-hmm. of whenever you're younger. Um, all right. So that was my thought for a general reading, but let's talk about a love reading. Ooh, what do you think this you means? Or- <laughs> okay. Um, well, duh, I said an old love returning. Um, yeah. (laughs) Um, and I also said that it could be, uh, like a very kind of childlike love. So it's kind of an immature type of love. And by that, I, I mean, I can mean obviously like a friendship type of love, but I'm almost thinking of like a middle school type of love, you know, where you're like, I love you. And you're like, now you're looking back and you're like, like, do you love me? Check yes or no. (laughs) Or maybe, (laughs) maybe that's what it says in there. Um, There's a message. And, um, And I said that it's, or it could be, um, if you're in a relationship or looking to be in a relationship with someone, it's, it's finding that relationship that, um, connects you back to your inner child. And that, I mean, you feel safe, hopefully as a child, you felt safe and comforted, but also like innocent. I think that that's one of the, one of the biggest positives of my relationship is that I am allowed to be silly and ridiculous and over the top and very, very immature. And a lot of people might view those things as negatives, but it's one of those like, why do you always have to be serious? And if you've listened to our podcast at all, you 
probably have heard me laugh millions of times at this point. And so I try not to take anything super seriously. And I just try to always go back to that childlike, innocent way of looking at things, which has screwed me over recently. But I mean, it is what it is. So for me, that's what I would say for a love reading. I'm sorry to keep going off into my own personal stuff here. <laughs> no, that well, that's what this is all about because you were, there's no way to interpret these cards without getting into your personal life. I think it's really hard, except for me because I am emotionless uh, Vulcan. <laughs> I'm Spock. Um, all right, I, so for you, yeah, a love reading. I was just going to add up. to what you were saying because I think this could also tell somebody that you know, if you want to take your relationship to the next step which six is kind of a so four is a perfect number it's a base and then five you lose that evenness so with six mm -hmm. you regain it so if you want to take your relationship in that spirit to the next level you need to learn how to share your emotions in a way where the other person isn't reaching out and having to ask and prod them from you you have to mm -hmm. share these cups and these emotions with other people freely. And like you said, in an innocent way because they're children. So I love that inner child thing because everyone has their own inner child. And that's what I want to talk about because when you said immature, I think that's just society or whoever's label of maturity. I really believe true wisdom is to realize that you're right. Don't take life too seriously. It isn't supposed to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Look at everything. It's Everything is so temporary. So if you want to get attached and take things very seriously, you're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of suffering. You know, I think the key to to alleviate suffering is to realize that things aren't temporary and to not take them seriously and don't get and attached. You know what I just love about what you just said is because it's something I was literally just going to be like, I mean, you know, I'm going to add one more thing here at the end. Um, I love reading get out of my brain, but, <laughs> but, um, talking about like maturity, I think that there's a notion that people have in their heads of what constitutes a quote unquote mature relationship. And I think that drags in so much bullshit and drama. And if you go back to that, the way that kids talk to each other, that do you like me? Yes, no, at least they're putting it out there. Right. Yeah, and they're, they're not being honest. Like, Right. And they're not always kind of looking for a, something to pick apart or a fight or, you know, and obviously they don't have that, you know, the type of responsibilities that adults do. But I think sometimes we need to take a step back and go back to that and just put it all out there and be like, I want this to be like this innocent. And that's like not necessarily the word, the best word choice there for this, but like that naive, young first love type of thing. Well said. Okay, so let's move on to a career reading. You'll be like, how the hell are you going to put this into a career reading? But let's look at this card. What did you think if this came up in a career reading? In a career reading, and I know I talk about this a lot because I, I think that there are a lot of people out there that there's something that they want to do. They have a passion and they want to try to turn it into a career instead of just having a job. So in that spirit... I believe this card signifies that next step, just like I was talking about in the relationship. In this step, you're, if you're working in your career and you have the solid foundation and now you're starting to yield fruits and instead, or you're starting to yield fruit and instead of keeping it all to yourself, you're sharing it with the people around you. You're letting them know how you did it. You're having, you're helping them or you're just using the, the profit simply could be uh, a signal that you're using the profit to help people around you, or maybe you should be, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe that's what's holding you back from the next step. You have mm -hmm. to help people in, 
and share the, you know, share the wealth, bro. You don't want to keep it all. You can't. What are you going to do when you die? You, you can't take it with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Give it away. Give it to me. Brandon at ComedyLOL.com. <laughs> Just send me all your money. And I will... <laughs> Uh, I will um, make sure you go to heaven. Just kidding. <laughs> so uh, for me, I said that if this came up in a career reading, and I feel like I'm going to sound like a broken record, that I said it was feeling comfortable or safe at work, um, and just kind of feeling like you're doing you're exactly what you just said. Like what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing, and there's like the you're kind of reaping the fruits of your labor. I also said that if you're looking for a specific career, or you're looking to have someone mention a specific career, I said obviously. Uh, just based on looking at it, I said careers in childcare, um, or like a therapist. That's great. And all right. Now I do just want to touch on this cause you did mention it like a little bit ago. Um, the reverse meaning of this card. And mm-hmm. normally I don't feel like I want to talk about reverse meanings of cards. Cause for me, I'm always like, Oh, it's going to be negative. Um, but Uh, I did write that down in my notes here. So I just wanted to just say if this came up in your reading and it was reversed or, and by that, I mean, it's turned upside down. Um, And what I wrote down here was an inability to make yourself happy because you're too focused on making others happy. Wow. I didn't even see that. I love that though. That's great. Cause what it's, it's like the opposite of what I was saying before, where Mm -hmm. if you're not giving too much, then you're not happy but if you are giving too much, then you're not happy. So it's not all one thing or the other. It's not right. all black or white. It is the yin and the yang. You really have to. It's it's all about balance. I was thinking about yes. this the other day. Life is all about balance. Everything is is about balance. I struggle with that a lot. Um, <laughs> I also just I also wrote down stuck in the past. I mean, obviously that would tie in really well to what I was saying for my generic kind of general reading interpretation. Um, but you know, and obviously someone who's stuck in the past. And I struggle with this one a lot as well because I harp on things that happen and I like will not let them go. Um, and then it prohibits you from even enjoying the present. Don't even talk about moving forward. You can't enjoy the present because you're so stuck in the past. And something I just picked up on, and it's not really a reverse meaning, but it also looks like this person is smelling the rose. So maybe, or mm. the, the flowers. So maybe she's bending down, she or she's bending down to let the other child smell the flower so it could be another way of saying hey look i mastered this i'm starting to do well i'm producing fruit over here flowers here this is how it's done or this is how you could be if you get your life together too or if you Mm -hmm. follow my path all right i feel like we're over the six of cups i feel like we can't talk about it anymore yeah i'm pretty much tapped out okay so now we're going to talk about the lovers card Um, which we have talked about before. So I'm just going to do a brief description here of the lover's card. I've got a male and female figure in opposing corners. The female's on the left, the male's on the right. And um, the female standing next to a tree that has leaves on it and looks like some fruit. There's a serpent going up the trunk. And the male standing next to another tree. And it doesn't have green leaves. It has leaves that kind of look like little flames. In between, they're both standing on green ground. There's a little mountain in between them. Clear blue sky behind that. And in the center of the card, there is a cloud. And coming out of this cloud is this angelic figure wearing a purple outfit with its arms outstretched. It has red wings. And it kind of looks like hair or like a, a crown of leaves. And then in the very top center, you have, I'm going to say, is the sun. And it's just 
like half of a yellow circle and tons of yellow rays coming off of it. So there's my description of the lover's card. If you want to see what it looks like, check out our Instagram or you can Google Rider Wait Tarot, the lovers. This is a very familiar card for most people. All right. So, I mean, I, I feel like we can just go into like, what would you say if this, when, when you look at this card now, is there anything that comes out that's different than what you saw before? So, again, like uh, we said before, we did talk about this in our first episode of our podcast. Yes. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. We talked about this and we talked about the devil card and the differences because these are the most popular cards really that people know about. And would you say, uh, you asked me my first initial reaction, you're saying? Yes. No, oh, now. Oh, now. Oh, it, gotcha. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I've noticed that it looks like, I know I talked about this in episode one where it was more of their, he was like casting them apart, but it also looks like this guy, whoever he is, uh, this angel figure there's a cloud under him, so it looks like he's blocking the sun from them. If you look at that, his mm-hmm. his wings and his arms are blocking or blotting out the sun for these people, and they only really are in the clouds. So they're basically their heads are in the clouds, but they can't see the sun. And I love that because if you follow the rays um, of the sun, they don't they don't go past the wings at all Mm -hmm. so you have these yellow rays coming off the sun and then it just seems like it stops right behind the wings of this figure and uh when i went back and listened to episode one you brought up the fact that the wings were red but we never really addressed it i didn't i didn't have anything to say so did you want to say something about the red wings what do they mean to you um for me, red is a very aggressive color. It does not signal love for me. And so like I know when people think of like red hearts and stuff like that, that's kind of what they think of. But I often think of like aggression and more anger. And so I love we were saying that their heads are in the clouds and this figure is kind of separating them out because when I'm looking at this, it doesn't look like here, let me push you guys together. It's more like here, let me cast you apart because of something. Yeah. And I would like to add because uh, of the what person I am, <laughs> the red, I like the, what you say <laughs> to add to that. There's purple under these wings and purple is a notorious royal color like Caesar yes. wore purple. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that this can also symbolize how people who want to rule over other people and who want to be kings and rulers or whatever politicians, they are the ones who are casting people apart. They're causing the division and they need mm-hmm. to, they need to do this in order to rule over people. So mm-hmm. there you go. Okay, so um, I also just want to draw attention to the the faces of the two figures. Um, that the woman is looking up, and the man is kind of just looking straight out. Yeah, it looks like he's either looking straight out or maybe at her. Um, but I just said that's a that's a nice balance between like heaven and earth. Being able to have like you know. Um, like that third eye kind of looking, gravitating more towards spiritual things, but also being aware of the present and the physical. And again, another important balance. Right. Okay. So any other initial thoughts here looking at this card now? Not really initially. Um, it, it still really looks like the Garden of Eden to me, maybe because I just went to Catholic school for like nine mm-hmm. years and uh, you know, studied religions so much. Yeah. You know, the more I look at this card and kind of the more we go into looking at the different cards and our own interpretations and, and things that we're bringing to the table here, 
if I had this card come up in a reading for myself, I would not at all be like, oh, true love. I would kind of be a little turned off. Um, and, and I just think that maybe that's where I am right now, but also maybe it's as we kind of learn more and dissect things more, it's like, don't take this as face at face value. Just because the name of the card is the lovers does not necessarily mean it's going to be, you know, yeah. finding your I think it's more of that than the other thing, but it def it's definitely both. But I think it is more of that because we are learning a lot more about this every week. I mean, we talk about it, we study it. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go into just kind of our own looking at the the different symbols, but we can kind of go through it kind of quickly, I think, if we're thinking the same thing as we thought before. Um, so let's look at the two different trees. We what did mention trees be? before, and something yes. that we probably can add also is because you were talking about what trees can mean, and I think we kind of got sidetracked and we never really went back. But I, we spoke about this on past episodes where trees a lot uh, will represent the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. We touched on that a little bit, mm -hmm. but I think that it's also important to know that it's a tie into Kabbalism because the tree of life and Kabbalism is very important. So that's, it's another way to tie this card back to ancient older times. And, you know, mm -hmm. like we said before you tie, you, you could use tarot, together with astrology, numerology, and Kabbalism as a really great divination tool. So I think it's just another I, way for, of the, the people that wrote this card to kind of give shout-outs to that. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that everything has, like, all, everything has all of these super deep meanings, and we just maybe haven't talked about them yet. Yeah, um, and that could be just, just for trees in general in, the, in right. any card, really, so... Yeah. But I also want to point out when talking about trees that like both of these trees look relatively mature in the sense that they're not like saplings. Um, so like both of these figures are probably like deeply rooted in perhaps, you know, their physicality and their emotionality or whatever. Um, it's not like this immature tree that's like on the verge of death. Yeah, so they have... The knowledge on one side, and then the, on the other side, they have the, I would say, I guess the tree of life would be represented mm -hmm. really with the with the snake and the fruit. So, yeah, the, the, it's, the tree of life is blooming, you know, just like in the Six of Cups where you have that bounty and that excess. That's mm -hmm. sh it's showing that as well. So, yeah, I like that. Okay. Did you have any thoughts about um, the male and female figures? I like how we talked about before how they were naked and how you said mm -hmm. uh, it could represent the nakedness or the um, the naked raw power. Is that what we were talking mm -hmm. about before? I think with the emotions. So you have the masculine energy and the feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And then also just the way they're, they have their arms wide open. So it's it's kind of like they're open and they're trusting. They're not in a defensive posture. They're just open to whatever is going on. They're open to it. Yes, absolutely. And I would say that they both and they almost kind of look like they're reaching for each other. Yeah, in the middle there it looks like they're they're trying to get their hands together, but that cloud again is in the way. So right. it really represents that division whatever it could be. Um, did you have any other thoughts about this card just in general looking at it? No, not really. No, I agree. I think we can go on to like All right, let's say this comes up in a general reading. What do you say? If this came up in a general reading, I would tell the person that 
there could be an obstacle that's coming up. So if you have a partnership, so maybe it's a business partnership, it could be a relationship, but since it's a general reading, we'll keep it to maybe a friendship. So if you're friends with somebody, there could be something going on right now. Maybe you have an argument or a disagreement going on with a friend, but maybe there's a force that you don't see that's keeping you divided. Mm. Maybe it's a malicious force. Preach. Um. <laughs> so you got to re-examine that friendship. Like, what's going on? Why aren't, why aren't you guys friends anymore? Yeah, and I, I love what you just said. And I also want to talk, uh, I would just say it's, uh, when I'm looking at this for a general reading, I'd also talk a little bit about balance and talk about how, it you know, it is nice sometimes to get another perspective from either another person or even just to reevaluate yourself, like a different situation in a different way. Love it. You know, that yin and yang. Exactly. The balance, like we were talking about. All right. So let's say this comes up in a love reading. What do you think? In a love reading, similar to what I was saying before, I would have to tell the person, you know, if you're having some problems in your relationship, or maybe it's a single person and they can't find a, a mate or they can't find a lover and they mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. But the problem is there's another force. And maybe this is an internal force because I know I've said before with... I think it was the four of cups and even the ace of cups. There's that cloud and that cloud represents something that's coming from, it's an internal either message or something that's coming from within. So maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe there's something inside you that's keeping you from having a successful relationship with somebody else. And you have to examine that and look at it and see what's going on. Yes. I love that so much. Literally, I was going to despite what you might have thought that I was going to be like, this is like, you're going to be in a relationship. I literally think the same exact thing. Like I'm looking at this and I'm like, it's not like you're going to find somebody. It's like, ugh, maybe look at what is already going on in your relationship. Cause again, I don't see that these two people, they're not like embracing. They don't look for me. They don't at this point look like they're like together. Um, and then if you're single, like it's not like there's going to be someone there holding your hand. Yeah, exactly. I'm, Okay, let's talk about a career reading. For a career reading, I would talk about how this guy and this girl here can represent the different energies. So it could be the feminine energy and the masculine energy that's within all of us. So like a left brain and a right brain, a creative and a a logical side. Mm -hmm. So in this card, it looks like if we're talking about how they're cast apart, there's something going on within the person that's keeping them from being united and keeping them from being in the sun, which is what they're trying to achieve. So again, you got to go inside yourself and you have to be balanced. Like we were talking about before, balance is the key. It's not all about creative or it's not all about logic. It's about using them together. And I I also would want to just enforce the idea that work-life balance is so important because you don't want to be dedicated to just one of those things. Most people can't be dedicated to just one of those things. Yeah, exactly. But if you are working, right, you need to make sure that it's not like that is consuming your life because then you won't be able to be in the sun, right? You'll have that cloud there. Um, It's really important that you have a chance to like unplug and leave work at work and be able to just live your life outside of that. Yeah, especially if you're having problems at work, you don't want to take it home into your relationship. Oh, tell me about it. Uh. Um, Not saying that you shouldn't look for support from your other half, but you don't want to let it affect your relationship negatively. You don't want to take it out on them is what I mean. 
or avoid them because you're never seeing them because oh, you're yeah. so fixated on, you know, doing work all the time. I can't stand that. That drives me crazy. Yeah, that's Okay, terrible. so I'm going to say we can move on from the lovers. Let's jump into the number six here. So I have a whole bunch of notes. Um, I love looking at these in terms of every week. I'm so excited to learn more about each of these numbers and kind of what they mean and their personality traits. And um, if you've listened in the past weeks, you'll hear that I basically think I've been every number so far from one through five. Five, you're really on board, though. I don't know. I was. I was. All right. um, But. Let me guess. Are um, you a six? As I say, I'm looking through this and I'm like, there's a lot of things in here that I feel like, <laughs> you know, really relate to me, but ne- not necessarily totally. Okay. So, um, I said that six can be regarded as a perfect number. Um, and it's about harmony and balance. And this person would be, have a sense of responsibility and kind of the way that they do things and the way that they act. And, um, they look for security in terms of like having, Uh, enough money to live off of. I mean, I know most people probably are looking for that, but like for them, security is a big thing. And they also are looking to live a harmonious life. Um, So, you know, and and not to cut you off, Ashley, but not everyone is so worried about all that stuff. I know, I know that you are, and I know a lot of people that you know are, and you like to, and that's a human trait. We like to think everyone's like us, but there's a lot of people who aren't and that are just like dregs on society, you know, just to, just to add that in there. So not to be all sunshine and roses, but, but yes, you're Um, right. The general, uh, you know, most people. Right. Well, and there's maybe my eternal optimism coming through. God help us. Um, yeah, some people don't think about that at all. And they just, you know, don't, uh, rely on other people for all that stuff, you know? So Anyway. And then there's probably something going on with those people, you know, and I, oh, yeah. I can't even exactly, assume, yeah. you know. Um, all right. I said that <laughs> a number six would be a homebody. See, and that's what I really relate to because I am such a homebody. Um, and they're focused on familial relationships, which I was literally like, oh, my God, this is the six of cups um, and friends. So they're focusing on family and friends versus personal gain. Um, I definitely think that's me and that's me to a fault a lot of times, um, which I'm like, why am I not more? aggressive in terms of like my own personal gain, but whatever. Um, they, I also said they're not likely to sacrifice time with loved ones to, for work or money. So again, that work life balance, I literally was like, how do I relate this to both the lovers and the six of cups? And then as I was going through, I was like, Oh, it easily relates to both of these. Um, it does it all itself. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I did say that if you felt like you were a six, the professions you would go into would be science professions. So like medicine, um, caregiving, working with kids or the elderly or disabled, counseling. Um, and again, just going back into creating like that harmonious life for other people. So they're able to be safe and happy and healthy. Um, I also said this could be a salesperson, like someone who runs their own home business, you know, like our favorite multi-level marketing things we see all the time on <laughs> yeah. Facebook. I love those. Um <laughs> I said it's someone looking for a committed relationship and to establish a family because, again, they have those familial ties that are so important to them that they want to create that for themselves. Um, they're attractive, kind, and nurturing. But And this is the part I thought really you know, addressed me, overly trusting and could be easily taken advantage of. That's not you. Oh, thank you. Who said that? 
Who would ever say that about you? That's terrible. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. No, I've learned. That's right. Um, She's the new Ashley. <laughs> um, and I also wrote down that if it was... Uh, a sign, I love that Pee Wee Herman a... voice. That was great. I'm not just going to let that go by. You're like, that's not you. I say we let him go. I do that all the time. If you haven't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you must refer to that movie for that quote. Um, I said that if there was a sign associated with a six, it would be a Virgo or a Gemini. So I'm neither one of those. So maybe I'm not a six. The only things I relate to here are being a homebody. and. But it could um, be a cancer because the six nine... You know, right? It could. It could. Okay. All Just right. Just trying to throw it out um, a little bit. At least yeah, half. I mean, and friends and family are really important to me. Um, but I, I wouldn't going through the rest of these things. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. you're more of a five. Um, I, I mean, think the number so too. five. I don't mean. <laughs> um. Oh you're my god, though. Let's wait. Wait. Yeah. Wait till we get to ten, because I'm pretty sure I'm a ten. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Let's. Do you have anything you want to say about six? I think just kind of what I was saying before, it represents the restorance, uh, uh, restoring balance because it's an even number. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. So we're going to look at our other two cards here. Yes. For the Thoth deck. Yes. All right. So I pulled mine out. Great. Um, I was, so the first thing I really want to talk about is the lovers card because this is something new I noticed, but looking at it recently, um, so the Thoth deck, will I'll describe the lover's card first, and this, again, will be up on our Instagram, but it, it shows two figures in the center, and it looks like they're both queens. It's a you know, brown queen and a white queen, and then there's like a little brown boy on the white queen side and a little white boy on the brown queen side, and then there's a, like a lion and then maybe an eagle on the other side. In the middle, there's a snake wrapped around or coiled around an egg that has wings. And then mm -hmm. behind all that, there's a larger figure that looks like he could be the hermit or a wizard, and he has his head down and his arms over, kind of like in a like a puppet master. And then above that, you see somebody that looks like Cupid. And then on each side of Cupid, there's a different figure. It looks like probably a feminine maybe figure and then maybe a masculine, but it's kind of hard to tell. So how's that sound? You know what I think is so funny? I think you did a great job describing it, but you're like, um, their hands were holding, being held over the two queens as like a puppet master. And I looked at it as like, oh, it's like blessing them. Oh, yeah. Well, I think because <laughs> his head's down and mm -hmm. his hot eyes are hidden. But yeah, I guess he could be blessing them. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> I just looked at it from differently. <laughs> um but what I noticed about this right off the bat was with the two queens and the two little boy figures, they're each holding something that represents one of the suits of the minor arcana. So you have a cup, which is directly a cup. Then it looks like uh, one of them's holding flowers, which could be representative of pentacles because they're really earthly or discs or pentacles. Mm -hmm. And then the other kid's holding a bat, which could be, which is represented like a club in a regular playing deck of cards, which is like a wand. And then one of the other queens is holding this, a spear. And the way they're holding it, it's all kind of like they're sharing it or yes, giving it. Yes, they're all holding more than one thing, it looks like. Yeah, kind of. exactly. So I think it's it represents a great balance of what all these powers or these suits represent in, in the world. 
I love that. And I almost now I'm looking back at the Rider Waite one. And I'm like, oh, I wish that the other suits are all the suits had been represented there. Because um, I think that that's so it really kind of talks and especially the colors um, being diagonal, like the two browns and then the two like whites or whatever. Like it just is so um, I just oh, love yeah, like the way that different that is. races or different, you know, cultures or whatever that it could represent. Right, and it's not like the way you would think is like this side is going with that side. It's just I love that I love that um, illustration of that with kind of like a, I'm kind of like a I, I I don't even know what the word it is I'm looking like for unity here. or yeah, integration. Um, yeah, but like a pattern. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yep, yep, like a checkerboard um, kind of actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, a checkerboard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. Which so is really important esoterically because the checkerboard is something that is used a lot in Freemasonry, and it it's supposed to represent um, ignorance, I guess, because you have one side's like the light and one side's the darkness. I don't know exactly how it's supposed to work. I can't remember. Google it, everybody. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it the next show. <laughs> but I know that is important in Freemasonry, and that they use it to symbolize the floor a lot. So that's why a lot of floors are checkered, because that's where you start. You start from a place of ignorance. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Uh, now I'm going to like notice that everywhere I go. Oh, yeah. Um, that's why I can't even go anywhere now. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> People are like, what? I'm like, nothing. This is just blowing my mind. <laughs> You're like, the floor is like a checkerboard. They're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. You have like an eight or something. Start from the floor. It's the bottom. It's the base. That's where you start, right? Get it? Get it? Uh. Okay. So if I'm looking at like the lion on the left and like the like bird on the right, did you have any thoughts on those? Yeah, the, it's it goes along really with the whole royal motif. And I, I want to zoom in a little more because the queen on the right, she's wearing the same kind of hat that you see with... I believe it was a priestess wearing was wearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it, she's more representative of a priestess or like a high priestess, somebody who commands people in that way. And then the other queen represents more of a queen person who's like royalty or a noble. And both of those figures represent that. The lion is uh, is a really big royalty symbol, and so is the eagle. But I think if we go even further, if you look at that there's insects or it looks like bees on the priestess Mm -hmm. and those are uh the bees are really um i was looking that up in that book that we i have on symbolism and bees represent the goddess because of and also they also represent similar like a caterpillar they represent change because the bee has to come out of the hive it has to, to be start born and start a new hive yeah oh, you know what. i could see that definitely about bees because most of them are female um, and the male's job is literally just to mate with the queen and then that's it. Yeah, exactly. And the um and then on the other queen who's has her actually the crown of the real queen, she has snakes on her cloak. And if you look closer, there are two headed snakes and a knot. And that is a really big representation of there it's also represent represented in some cultures with two dragons, like a two headed dragon. And it represents okay. the internal struggle for in each of us to, you know, to either move ahead or go behind, or what are we going to do? Are, you know, are we going to move ahead in our lives, or are we going to regress and go to the past, or are we going to regenerate? Or I'm sorry, uh, degenerate is what I meant, not regenerate. Mm-hmm. Degenerate. So it, it really represents that force of royalty and and uh, religion. So it's like the right and the left 
it's getting those forces in alignment and this card represents that pretty well it looks like they are in alignment yes absolutely like this there's just so much symbolism in this one um yeah uh did you have any thoughts about the figures up at the top left and top right i think that could represent the general public that's you know, because this one looks on the top right looks like she's praying, and then the person on the left is looks like they're a little bit in anguish. So maybe they're, or maybe it's anxiety. So maybe it's just a way that it represents the common person and what they have to deal with when these two people come together and when they're in harmony or when they clash. I said that I thought that it was again a. Um two different figures, but they're very balanced because for me, the figure holding her hands in like a prayer position, is more of like the figure is pointing her finger, her hands up to like the heavens. Oh yeah. The and sky. the other one has them down. All right. her hand, yeah. Has her hands down. Oh, I like that. And they're on each and, like shoulder or arm of this wizard person. And the difference then being that the figures in the middle, like the two Queens and the two little kids or whatever, their directionals are very left, right. Whereas these two figures, their directionals are up, down. So it was like multi-directional. Oh, I got you in all directions. So it's like yes. the north, south, east, west. And I think another representation of this, you can look at it in like a maybe conspiratorial light, or if you're looking at something like a kingdom back, say, middle, middle um, in the Middle Ages, when you had a king or even a queen, just a, a royal person ruling one half, and then the other half of the ro uh, ruling body was the religion. They would keep the people in check that way. And this other person behind the scenes could represent the person who's really controlling the show. And they have this whole elite thing going on where they're actually um, the ones that's, you know, uh, calling the shots. Kind of like Game of Thrones. Um, yes. Did you have any other thoughts on the lover's card here? No, I think that's it for now. We'll probably come back okay, to cool. it again. So. All right. Let's look at the Six of Cups here then. All right, so why don't you start? Because I grabbed the wrong card. Okay, I I, honestly, like I'm like I don't even really know how to describe this. So obviously there's six, what they're calling cups, um, but they look kind of like trifle dishes. <laughs> you would put a trifle in, <laughs> which is like a big, big cup, right? Oh yeah, here and it I has have like it a now. top okay, to it. On. Yes. All right, then you describe it. You describe it because you're probably way more familiar with okay, it. Okay, so it, it looks to me like to go off of what you were saying, there's six cups in the card and they're arranged they could be in a range of a pattern of a star so if you put a star in the middle of them, they could be at each point of the star and it looks like in the background there's some kind of ocean or waves and then all the cups are connected to each other by these lines that look like vines so they look like they could be fruit but the problem is the color of them it's it looks more like a wire so it's more like a, yes. a lighting structure so it, lo it could also look like maybe some type of chandelier because th these cups actually now that I look at it, they, they look like light fixtures. Yes, 100%. And it looks like there's some kind of light coming out of them. And then at the top of each cup, it looks like there's a maybe like a flower that the cup's coming out of or a rose. So it could symbolize yep. the kind of like the abundance in the six of cups in the rider weight. This is just that abundance coming through the through the uh, through the flowers like it's growing. And this this card so threw me. Yielding fruit. It, that's what I meant to say. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all right. It's so different than the six for me in the Rider Weight tarot deck because this card, first off, at the bottom, it says pleasure. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. they're identifying the six of cups as pleasure, and I would never 
have looked at the Six of Cups and the Rider Waite and been like, that's a pleasure card. Like, that makes me feel gross. Well, I guess it just depends on your <laughs> definition of pleasure. And that's the problem with words. And that's why I prefer symbols over words. Because yes. when you say pleasure, people, you know, oh, sexual pleasure or this pleasure in the other card, it just could mean that you get pleasure from sharing. <laughs> you know, like, right. <laughs> you sicko. No, I'm, I know. <laughs> So like, but I think that there is such like a decadence and a luxury to this card. So I could for sure see that pleasure being like an overindulgence. And again, just even using those words, I wouldn't use any of those to describe the six of cups in the Rider weight deck, like decadence, overindulgence. This, And I think that you were right that these look very metallic. And to me, it kind of looks a little bit like rose goldy, um, which is going to be potentially more expensive than like just your traditional like... No, just like so. I'm looking at this. Are you and I'm selling like, jewelry? Looks... And I don't know about this. What's going on? <laughs> I am, and I just need to get four people on board. <laughs> I knew it. Multi-level marketing at its finest. Is this a commercial or a podcast? What's going on? No, that's great. I so, um, just looking at this, and like for me, that's that's the pleasure that I was going like, um, kind of a materialism and yeah. um an extravagance and a luxury. Yeah, it's it, these cards are really I think I think it's it's funny because this card this deck was I don't think it was ever really meant to be released to the public. It was kind of Alistair Crowley's personal deck and amongst his people and like, you know, his secret societies and all this stuff. So there is a lot more esoteric which is has mm-hmm. to do more with like occulted knowledge which is just means hidden knowledge. So it's not really for the everyday person. You have to know a lot about symbolism to gain anything out of this. I think the really only thing I could I could relate this back is with that six-sided star that you see, like, for example, the Star of David, you could fit right in here. You could superimpose mm-hmm. it on that. And that is just a representation of the feminine and masculine energies working together because you have the two triangles, the up pointing one, which is the original phallic symbol. And then the down pointing one, which is the original cup symbol for the female. Mm -hmm. So it just represents that harmony. And that's where you get the pleasure from because they're working together and to go back to the six of cups. We're not really sure if those two kids are boys or girls could be the energies and they're just working together. The one energy's helping the other one, you know, giving the other cup, showing them here, smell this rose. This is what's going to happen. This is how you do it. This is the path. Do you know what I think? It's so interesting is, is perhaps now I feel like I'm being jaded by the appearance of like human figures in the Rider weight tarot because so far we haven't seen figures in any of the cups cards. Um, like it's just literally yeah. different arrangements of cups and maybe I'm being influenced by those pictures of the, the figures, the human figures. And that's why I was able to interpret it saying is like a, um, like, uh, looking into your past or memories and stuff like that. And, and maybe it's just because I'm looking at those kids and that's what it's making me think of. Yeah, for sure. And with this deck, a lot of times you really have to rely more on your knowledge of numerology. What do sixes mean? You know, what are cups? So you have to put those together a little more. This is just kind of some nice artwork in there. There is some, there are symbols in there and there's some stuff you could pick out, but like you said, it's not as, this is more for, the learned person, I guess you could say, the person who has the knowledge. So you really have to well, get in there. Thanks for calling me unlearned. No, um, I mean, I've only been doing this for a few months. So that's why <laughs> there's really nothing. Uh, I couldn't really get a lot out of that either. You know, I just kind of shot off the hip with the whole 
Star of David in there, that star, which even goes back further before that, but we don't have to talk about that now. <laughs> but see, and then I'm also looking at this card and I look at the um, waves in like the water and it doesn't look super choppy. It just kind of looks like fluid, mm -hmm. um, you know, and kind of nice, like a nice rolling type of uh, pattern there. I don't know. I, I'm saying that right now, and I'm like, I, what is my point? I don't know. Yeah, like a balance, um, kind of. It, and it also yeah. could represent natural law, because if you think of karma, karma is just like an ocean. If you throw something into the ocean, it creates waves. Sometimes those waves can come back and affect you, but they are going to affect everyone around you. So that's a great symbol. Sim, um, it's a great way to symbolize natural law. See, I knew you'd pick up what I'm putting down. Yeah. All right. I've got nothing else here to say about this Six of Cups card. All right. That's it. That's it for me. All right. Yeah, I think that's it for me, too. Well, hey, everybody. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Terrible Podcast. <laughs> you can find us at ComedyLOL.com if you want to give us money or if you have any complaints or you want to add something or you think there's something we missed or you want something. I'm sorry. If you want us to talk about something. then uh, Or if you want to complain about how I was definitely off my game a little this week i was sick this weekend and i'm getting over it so forgive me for that but no, i know you guys I love me i filled in with a little humor to try to make up for it <laughs> the terrible humor that i have so thanks everyone for listening and is there anything you wanted to add ashley yes and that we'll talk next week lucky number seven yeah number seven yeah bye guys Comedy, LOL, Podcast Network.